Welcome to the very first, nope, this is not the first, this is the second episode of the Homonymous Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Alex Neal, joined alongside my co-host, Alex Pulley. It's the To Alex Show, the Homonymous Podcast. Uh, for some of you that are listening, I don't know who all is, but we, uh, we're doing some cool stuff now. We have this podcast on Spotify, and it's pending on, uh, iTunes, so look forward to that if you enjoy listening. Um, so Alex, what is going on in your life today, sir? Not a lot. No? Now that we've fully gotten back into school, it's school and work. That's about all I'm doing at this point. School and work. Yep, that sounds about right. That is the same for me, sir. I mean, it was... We had that break for a little while, so... Didn't get used to having to actually wake up, which is... Yeah. Still a little rough, if we're being honest, guys. Oh, yeah, of course. I still can't wake up on time. Don't know how much I really enjoy my sleep. Oh, I mean, of course. Who I doesn't mean, enjoy their sleep? Especially when I'm... Don't get off work till 10.30 to 11. That's, that's a little rough, too. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, at Chick-fil-A, you get off those late nights. What, you close at 10 every night, correct? Yeah, we close at 10 every night. Ooh. So anywhere from, I mean, on a really good night, we can get out in 15 minutes. But oh, normally, normally okay. it's anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. Okay, yeah, see, that that's a little rough in my opinion. Because, I mean, I'm from, I work at Coors Doghouse, and we, we close at 8 o'clock on Mondays through Thursdays. Close at 9 o'clock on Saturdays, mm-hmm. and fr- uh, Saturdays and Fridays. And then at Sunday, we close at 7. You're not open Sunday. But still, you close at 10 every day. Yeah. We close at 8 and 7. So that takes us about 30 minutes to close. 30 minutes. Well, how many how many people do you have closing? Uh, it depends. Usually, it's between 3 and 4. So... A good day, it's 4. On a, on a normal night, we're normally going to have 5. Because you also got a bigger kitchen. So we're going to have one person that's doing dishes. Yeah. So they'll be doing dishes for about 2 hours before close. 2 to 3 hours before close and just stay over there for the rest of the night. Yeah, pretty close. I mean, you you kind of have to. Yeah. With how much you're doing, because we're doing kitchen dish, dishes and then front of house, all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Um, and then we'll have two people that close the boards area is what we call it, but like yep. primary and fries. We're like we're making all the sandwiches and all that, and then two people closing the breading area, all the fryers, the breading table, that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, I have a question for you. What is your favorite menu item at Chick Fil A? Because as a Chick Fil A employee, you know the menu. Okay, so my favorite menu item is probably the grill club. Really? I love our grill. I I eat a lot of grilled anyway. Because it's better but for But I you. love our grilled club. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay. favorite off-menu yeah, off item. Yeah, off-menu item. Off-menu item, we do spicy grilled. So we Ooh. make these. We make these for our Southwest salads. Yeah. But we cool we cool them down and then use them the next day. And then you, like, chop them up. Because it's cold chicken. Yeah. yeah. So it's cold chicken. But some stores will do them hot. Ooh. So I love to get that instead of the actual good filet. That's really good. Nice. Um, I also like our mac and cheese. People go back and forth on what they think about that, but I like our mac and cheese. So the mac and cheese, in your opinion, opinion is pretty good. It right? is. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're eating your grandma's mac and cheese yeah. Sunday dinner. I mean, you can't beat that right there. But I mean, especially for a fast food restaurant, that's pretty good mac and cheese. Oh, of course. All right, so let's go into our first segment, weird news. Wow, 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 wow. Weird news. Aw, oh, crap. Let's get a paper towel. Alrighty, so for our very, I don't know, kind of news segment, you know, it's just weird news, finding random things. 
in the headlines around the world and U.S., mostly U.S., but I don't know, maybe the world sometime. So, Mr. Pulley, what do you have for our, our very first weird news thing? Our very first weird news. So, this man went to a gas station to buy Powerball tickets, right? Because yeah. who doesn't want a chance to win the lottery? Well, um, I mean, in, in, De- in Delaware, okay, a Delaware man. Um, and accidentally bought two Powerball tickets with the same number. Okay. One twice. Can you do that? Is that legal? Well, so they do that especially with like the big jackpots. Like mm-hmm. like four people may win and they just divide up the money. Oh. Yeah, so he got all the money. Um, won him a total of fifty thousand dollars. It's a sixty year old year old man. Nice. I I just think that's so what exactly happened was he got his son to go do some pay slips. Yeah. And then he realized that he'd only done enough to do three tickets instead of four. And he went back to buy the fourth ticket that he's going to do and bought one that his son had bought the day before. Oh, that makes sense. So he ended up winning a total of 100000 because he won 50000 oh, for both tickets. Oh, I thought it was like twenty five no, each. No, 50 a piece. Oh, it's 50 each. Okay, see, like, lottery-wise, that's not a big payoff, I guess. But honestly, like... It's still better than see. Th- we say that's we say that's not big, but if someone just walked up to you and handed you a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand dollars, and said, "Here, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, thing." But I mean, we're just used to like some of the Powerballs getting up to the millions and millions of millions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Power Delaware man wins Powerball twice and wins a hundred thousand dollars. What is our very next news segment? Our next news segment. No, I guess it's not a new segment. We'll cut there. Our very next news story. What is that, Alex? David Wayne Oliver, a 65-year-old man from Colorado, robs a bank. Okay. For $10,000. As any bank robber would. Runs out the bank. Okay. Screams Merry Christmas and throws the money in the air. So. And then went to Starbucks. (laughs) <laughs> and then he went to Starbucks. Let me, That's uh, where the officers found him. Let, let me go rob this bank and then throw it to random people. And then so get according, a peppermint according to the news story at Starbucks. He had it all in a duffel bag and was running down the street. Okay. And he started throwing it out at people while screaming Merry Christmas. <laughs> okay. Nice. Like Okay. Okay. Great Christmas okay. present. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We need predictions. This was Colorado, correct? Yes. When was the story? This story came out December 24th, 2019. Okay, so this was so right before Christmas. This was Christmas Eve. Okay, I was like, okay, is it like after Christmas? Here, no, it's wait, right wait, after hold Christmas. Hold on, hold on, ready? Was this man sober? Was this man high? Was this man drunk? You gotta remember, it's Colorado. So it's all legal. Yes. What what do you think? Um, like I really also first I guess, they don't say anything in the news story. Take about it. take factors of uh, illegal substances into play as well. You Honestly, know? I doubt he's sober. Cause first off, I mean sober um, sober people think let's rob a bank, but who thinks let's rob a bank and get rid of all the money? Oh, that's a good point. That's 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 my only. Maybe he's feeling like a good Samaritan. That's my only reason for thinking. That maybe he's not sober. <laughs> it's because he just started giving away the money. Yeah. 
All right, so we have Colorado man. What's his name again? David Wayne Oliver. Shout out to David Wayne Oliver on the homonymous podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll see you in Colorado Springs. Good luck. That's right. That's right. All right. What is our very next uh, news story? Our next news story. A Michigan man buys a couch from a thrift shop. Michigan. Okay. Michigan man. Okay. Then noticed that something was weird. Mm-hmm. Opens up one of the cushions and finds $40,000. Wow. Well, am we have a video. So let's take a look at this video on from W E W N E M T V five from Michigan. It still boggles my. L- okay, just listen to his listen to this accent. Mind every so often. Howard Kirby. Li- it boggles my little mind. Likes to shop at the Habitat for Humanity Restore in Owasso. Last month he purchased a couch for his man cave. Owasso. And this weekend he made a shocking discovery. Okay, look at this couch. This couch is not man cave material. No, I, that's what I'm. This is about. like my great grandmother's couch that she's had from 1950. This is a horrible. It's got it's got like floral imprints. This is not this is not a man cave couch. I'm sorry. It was filled with thousands of dollars in cash. Still have to pinch myself to make sure I'm not dreaming or something. And Kirby says that he had this ottoman for a few weeks before noticing that it was uncomfortable. And that's when his daughter. Okay. Okay. How do you? Oh first off, God. how do you buy a couch without testing to see if it's comfortable or not? Because maybe I'm gonna tell maybe you right like now, maybe like every, over time. Anytime you, you go to sit, you go to buy a couch or a bed. What's the first thing you do? Sit in it. See or if lay it's comfortable. It. Yeah. Yes, that's the first. So like obviously it's not like he had it had to have been like buried inside the cushions real good and he couldn't tell and then yeah. he just wore it down or something. Oh yeah. But for months he couldn't tell that his couch was uncomfortable. Not to mention he got this from a thrift store. Right? Yes. I mean come on. Alright, so let's watch the rest of this. Decided to open it up. And then she started pulling out this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a total of $43,170 was found in the ottoman cushion. But Kirby says he didn't feel right keeping the money, so he reached out to the restore to find out who had donated the couch. Turns out it was Kim Falcon. Can they even do that, or is that like a confidentiality issue? Okay, so according to the news, the written news article I'm reading right now, um, he didn't want to keep it because he felt like it was bad. Uh-huh. But he had a lawyer... Um, and the lawyer told him that it was within his right to keep the cash. Because technically, the cash was inside the couch that he purchased. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't illegal. But yeah, so he returned the money back to the original owner. Her name is Kim Foth Newberry. Her grandfather had passed away and originally owned the couch. Hmm. And her family apparently had no idea that there was any type of money like that stashed away. Really? Turns out it was Kim Fouth Newberry. The couch originally belonged to her grandfather, and he died last year. This is just crazy. Today, the restore held a big surprise for Fouth Newberry to give back every dollar found in the cushion. Why he's got money in cushions? I don't know. Completely awesome. Like, we talked about that. Kirby says an attorney told him that he had no legal obligation to give the money back, but he felt like he had to morally. And that's... that's 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 a good story right there. I mean, guy finds 40K, what are you going to do? You're going to keep it. This guy was, like, okay. nice enough to go out of his way, give the money back. Reading the end of the story. So, the granddaughter nearly burned the couch. Because they couldn't find a thrift store that would accept the couch because it was so dirty. Oh. Hmm. 
Imagine if they burned the couch. Oh, that would have been hilarious. That would have been so funny. I mean, they wouldn't have known, though. Yeah. They had no clue their money was in there. I'm reading some of the comments on this YouTube uh, video, and it says, she should have split the money. She didn't even know about it. And I was like, how did they not give him anything? And then somebody said, she didn't even say thank you. She was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm going to cry. But that's pretty cool. All right, what is our next one? Homemade gas station found in Las Vegas backyard. I'm just going to let that headline sink in for a second. Okay. Okay, so firefighters in Las Vegas shared a photo that this guy had made a gas station. So I'm not exactly sure what exactly it was, how they found it. Yeah. Um, but this guy had two large fuel tanks set up in his backyard with a pump. Kept okay. him full of gas. So my question is, is he selling it to other people? Well, let's find out. We have the we video, have the video. Here. Let's watch the video. These firefighters have discovered a makeshift gas station in the backyard of a valley home. The discovery was made this week. A passerby thought it might have been a gas leak in the neighborhood. Now, before he was sent to breaking news tonight, 13 Action News reporter Austin Carter learned why crimes like this are on law enforcement's radar. Well, okay. Why wouldn't it be on the law enforcement's radar? It's a gas station. Well, so they released out a uh, statement, the firefighters did, that it's not only illegal, but it's hazardous. Well, duh. Because first responders won't know it's there if they respond yep. for an emergency like a fire. Hmm. How, and, did, how did this guy get the and gas? And the environmental impacts that it will cause. Oh, that's a good point. So okay. that, that's the statement from the uh, department. Okay, let's watch the rest. You usually go here to gas up. But Las Vegas Fire and Rescue says folks were stopping by this homemade gas station to fill up too. These pictures show two tanks, a pump, and a hose long enough to reach the street for curbside pickups, according to investigators. They're saving a couple of bucks, maybe just a few cents on it. But the risk that they're taking is enormous. But the benefits of this wannabe gas station simply nowhere near the damage it could cause. According to Tim Szymanski with Las Vegas Fire Rescue. So he was selling the gas to other people. Yeah. So so here's my question. If they he just said that they're saving a little bit of money. Yeah. Do you go buy a bunch of gas whenever it hits really low and then hold Ooh. on to it? Until it gets really expensive. That's the thing. I've li I I used to live in Vegas, right? Yeah. Again, I was in second grade, but the gas prices—they're not as high as California. But they are high. Yes, but they're but they're not they're not as low as Tennessee, like Murfreesboro. Yeah. Super cheap gas. Vegas. It's Smyrna. Like, it's, like, eh, it's like Smyrna. You can pay a penny for two gallons. Oh, that's not no. true at all. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, Vegas gas is like three something bucks. I'm going to say estimate 375 when I lived there in 2008 through 2009. No, not that. 2006 through 2009. It was expensive. California gas, the diesel is cheaper than regular gas. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. So, okay, wow. This illegal operation was putting neighbors, first responders, and the homeowner's own family in danger. If they've got a large tank of gasoline in their garage, and usually this is done at night where people can't see it, people will come in, they will load up the cars, that garage catches on fire, there's a potential for an enormous explosion. But this crime trend isn't new to the Valley. This past June, Metro Police warned the public of folks using fake credit cards to buy hundreds of dollars of fuel 
The fuel then being moved to large storage containers and cars before being okay, sold. Okay, so that's how we got the Neighborhoods, it seemed. Probably got a fake credit card. But do you load up one of the fuel tanks into the back of your truck and just start filling it up? Because surely that's a red flag to gas station people. Oh, yeah. Well, I so, mean, or do you get a bunch of little five-gallon containers and yeah, make that, 100 trips a day? That's like, a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. That's just interesting. All right. Of all things to try. Nice. Alrighty, so that was our brand new segment, Weird News, and now on to sports. Alrighty, for sports. What do we got for sports there, Alex? Heartbreaking loss for the Tennessee Titans. Oh my gosh, that was awful. I hated that. That was... So last week, I predicted the Titans to win. I was wrong. Yep. But I'm not entirely surprised. Like I don't think anybody is at this point. Because the Titans started out 2-4. and four. Yeah. A team that should be in the fighting for a top 10 draft pick. All of a sudden, turns into a wild card team at the end of the season. Now they have what twenty seventh, I think. But just, wow. I'm just saying, going from that low and one of the bottom ten teams in the league to all of a sudden one of the top twelve teams. Yeah. Over the span of ten weeks, that's impressive. Props to Tannehill too. Then to beat the Patriots, then to beat the Raiders and Ravens, to go beat the Chiefs. Would have just been even more. Oh yeah. Like here's the thing: they didn't play a bad game. It wasn't really that bad. They, the defense could not stop them that second half. But that was my one concern last yep. week. So the Titans' defense is not that strong. Now, yes, we have some amazing players in Kevin Byard. But when in you, my opinion, when the greatest it, safety. But when you compare it to everybody else's, Darrell Casey. One of the most dominant up front. Yeah, no, I think he that. might be one of the best defensive linemen. I don't think he is the best because we've got like Aaron Darnold. Oh yeah, but JJ Watt. He's up there. TJ Watt. He's up there in the top ten, I think. Oh yeah, Drew Casey is for sure, one hundred percent. We've got some linebackers who are younger. Yeah. Coming in. Yep. So I mean, honestly, like the defense isn't like, oh my god, we're gonna be terrible forever. But whenever you go up against a quarterback who's looked better than almost any other quarterback has, yeah. This early in his career, receiver two receivers who are have been all over the field and can catch almost anything, a tight end who is at any time an offensive lineman blocking, and a receiver running a receiver route. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, like it's just hard to defend that. Um, and then injuries were hitting a little bit. A couple of our linebackers weren't fully there. They're questionable before the game. But honestly, the Titans played a pretty good game for what they had. Yeah. But yeah, I no, think yeah, I think really this this set up the best matchup for the Super Bowl. All right. So Chiefs, 49ers. Uh, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I know I know the Titan I know the Titans lost to the Chiefs, but I'm still rooting for the Chiefs because I think they deserve it. And I think I, I'm a big fan of Jimmy G. I really am. But I cannot stand Richard Sherman. I don't know why. I just never liked him. 
I think he's a fantastic player. Okay. I just don't like him the as a whole, person. The whole time of the Legion of Doom and all that in Seahawks, like with him and Earl Thomas and that whole backfield. First off, that when are you going to see a backfield where every single person you're not is a Pro Bowler, All Pro? You's not like that's that's something historical to witness. But honestly, like that turned a lot of people against him. I think whenever that happened. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. His personality and he got way into it. Um, I want the 49ers win. I like Jimmy G. I like what they're doing. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders is maybe one of my favorite wide receivers. Got traded there midseason. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. Oh, I'm, it'll definitely be and a honestly, really good I, game. I won't, I won't complain if the Chiefs win and Andy Reid deserves it. Yeah. So, I, I, think, yeah, that'd I, think, be, I think that'd be good hun- for Andy Reid. Imagine Reed. if... Wait, when was their last one? Okay, so... 50 years ago. Yeah. Chiefs win first Super Bowl in 50 years in the 100th year of the NFL. Chiefs and the 49ers, I think, are in the top five most, like, uh, famous franchises. Chiefs, not so much, but... So N- the 49ers, N- I can N- see. NFL-wise. NFL-wise... The Chiefs and the 49ers. Because who can you put up there? The 49ers. Okay, in the past. The Packers. The past 100 seasons. We're looking at a full 100. Yeah. I'm going to go with, I think, the 49ers and the Packers. Yep. Because, I mean, you can't take away that Lombardi period with the yeah. Packers. Cowboys. Um, Cowboys. There's three. Who else would you put in there, though? I think you're at Chiefs. You would have to put the Chiefs in there. The Chiefs were in the NFL since the beginning. What, didn't they win Super Bowl number one? Maybe. Yes, they Is did. Them or the Packers? They won one and two. They missed three because they lost to the Vikings, and then they won four. Okay. So, yeah, you got to think about it. The Chiefs have I been guess. in there forever. And then the Patriots. See, like, I don't even, know. I don't know. Mm, okay, I would they're, put the Patriots at five and the Dolphins at six just because they had the undefeated season. That's the no, only reason. But the Dolphins had, they had the undefeated season, but they also had some very good seasons with Dan Reno. Oh, 100%. So, I don't – the question is, does that trump the Belichick-Brady era of the Patriots? I don't know, man. I really don't know. Because you can't deny the greatness the Patriots had now. But you and me weren't alive then. So, seeing an NFL team go undefeated, that is crazy. You'll never see – okay, you'll, you'll see college teams do it. Clemson did it a few years last year. LSU did it this year. UCF did it that year. That was insane, right? But we see that now. But you never see an NFL undefeated season because the playing field is level, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So, what are your predictions? Chiefs, 49ers, who is winning? You said 49ers. 49ers. Score. 27 to 24. 27 to 24. The Chiefs have the better offense, but I think the 49ers defense can handle them. Okay. I think it's going to be a close shootout. Yeah. Okay. I think the 49ers are going to have problems on offense to start out. Okay. Yeah. I agree. My projection Chiefs beating the 49ers. I'm going to go on a limb here 33 to 21. It's going to be a bigger lead than anybody expects. When most people pick games, they pick close games, right? I'm picking 33-21 because 
the Chiefs have such a dynamic offense with those fast receivers. You, it's impossible to stop. It's not impossible. It's very difficult to stop Tyreek Hill. All right. I'm going to stop this conversation for a second and go back to the top five franchises. Okay, top five franchises. We forgot about the Bears. Did we, though? But you got to think, there was a time when it was them and the Packers were the top two. Yeah, I know. Okay, if you went top ten, yes, the Bears, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Packers, the 49ers, the Chiefs. Well, I mean, all of them would be in there. The 85 season when the Dolphins went undefeated, the Bears had one loss, and that was to the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Oh, that's a good point. That's the thing. Yeah, but that's one season. How? When have the Bears? That's true. The Bears. The only time the Bears have ever been relevant again is in the '80s. But see, and that's it. I'm sorry to say that is. You know, I mean, they're kind of relevant, but you don't. You know, I mean, let's say let's. Um, I'm trying to think who else you could actually put in there. Um, this is interesting. Maybe you could put the Seahawks in there just from their new stuff, yeah. but you can't really do that. They're not old enough. The Giants? No, nah, I don't even think. The Jets? Maybe the Jets. Joe Namath, you know? Oh, Steelers. We completely forgot about the Steelers. Okay. Steelers are definitely in there. Okay. All right. So I'm pulling up what what Bleacher Report says. Okay. In this room. Okay, so I'm going to continue with the NFL trend. Because I, th- the only reason I think the Chiefs are actually going to win is because of their receivers and, I don't know, the audacity, I guess. Okay, so when Frank Clark said he was going to hold Derrick Henry for under 100 yards, nobody believed him. Derrick Henry got 70 yards rushing. I think the Chiefs that can, I think the Chiefs, else. the Chiefs can psychologically get into the heads of the 49ers offense. And mess with them. That is why the Chiefs are going to win. All right. According to Bleacher Report, top five franchises. Bleacher Report. Number one, the Packers. Yeah. Number two, the Steelers. Okay. That's fair. Number three, the Patriots. Okay. Number four, the Giants. See, I knew the Giants. Number five, the Raiders. Oh, I didn't even think about the Raiders. Number six, the Broncos. John Elway, yeah. Number seven, the Cowboys. Number eight, the 49ers. Number nine, the Dolphins. And number ten, the Bills. Oh, dang it. I don't know how the Chiefs are in there. So but I'm gonna, I, I understand. I'm going to see that. where the Chiefs rank. I understand. I understand why they said that. Bills, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I understand it, but. And the Chiefs are ranked 16. Really? They've only won one Super Bowl. Yeah, that's they've a good only point. gone. They've only got two conference titles, only nine division titles. All right, never mind. I but retract I mean, my statements. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine. All right, so NFL got that out of the way. Let's talk about. Oh wait, no. Well, you know what we forgot? Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Eli Manning. What Retiring a man. after how many seasons? What? A decade and a half. I think it was 15 or 16. 15 or 16, which is crazy. I mean, okay, so Eli Manning, super reliable. At but, times. Yeah, well, I think I looked up a stat, and it was, he was like, really, he had some really odd, like, efficiency or something like that. Yeah. To where it was like, really, really, really good, but he's not that great sometimes, you know? 
I saw this thing on ESPN today that when the Giants played the Cowboys, the very first game the AT&T Stadium opened, they beat the they beat the Cowboys 33 to 31. And Eli Manning signed his name in the visitor locker room and Jerry Jones memorialized it. That that's cool. That's hilarious. I okay, that's that's really funny. What what are your thoughts but on no. Mr. Manning? Okay, so retiring. Peyton Manning, his older brother, has is my favorite player. Well yeah, he was a, he was a Vol too. Um a Vol. Uh played for the Colts. So I was a Colts there for a little while, we're gonna be honest. I went against the Titans. Um then he went out to Denver, had some success there, but no. So he's possibly my favorite player. My little brother loves Eli. He's always loving Eli. So I think that's even more interesting to see, like, fans' reaction closer. Yeah. But, I mean, on, if you look at his career numbers, games played, I think he's third. Passing yards, he's second. Or he's up there in the top five. Yeah. Touchdowns, he's third, I think. Like, you look at his numbers, and everybody's hating on him right now, especially the years he's had the past three years. Where he's not looked that good. He's throwing interceptions. He's gotten sacked. That kind of stuff. But if you look at his actual career, he's putting up numbers oh, he's that are better than right. Tom he's Brady. He is obviously going into the NFL Hall of Fame. No doubt. No doubt. I think he's a first-year ballot no matter what. You mean like you mean like next year? No. So oh, the NFL, oh, like five oh, yeah, years yeah, later. Yeah. No, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first year he's eligible, I think he's in. Oh, for sure. I mean, you got to think about it. He's won, what, two Super Bowls? Two Super Bowls, right? Yeah, two Super two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls over Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Wow. Yeah. And then the, the helmet catch, of course. The helmet catch. Iconic. The OBJ catch. Yep. I don't know. I just think he's so underrated because he's had so many bad seasons. But yeah, you look at early in his career, he's a top, ten, a top five quarterback almost every year. Oh, yeah. So, I mean. For sure. But, I mean, good for him. Getting mm-hmm. to retire on his terms kind of thing. Yep. I mean, just ending with a career like that, that's amazing. So, let's take it on into NBA action, I guess. NBA. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Wow. Well, basketball in general, I guess. Basketball in general. So, Some NBA. the return of Zion Williamson. How do you feel about that? I didn't get to watch the game last night, so I have no so idea. I didn't, I didn't see the game, but I've watched highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, finished with 18 minutes, 22 points. Which isn't bad. Uh, seven rebounds, three assists. Honestly, a pretty good stat line for a rookie in his first ever NBA game. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Um, But he really didn't look good his first three quarters. But he then he had 14 points in five minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Went four from four for three. That's yeah. impressive. That is. After last night's game, the odds for him to win Rookie of the Year went from sixteen to one to eight to one. He's now second according to Vegas, besides John Moran. Yeah. So now the question is, can he catch up to John Moran or not? I don't think he can. Just because the season that John Moran's been having. Mm-hmm controlling this Grizzlies team that started out not good at all. And is I mean, they're now, I believe, ninth in the East. Who? 
The Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. So, I mean. Uh, that sounds about right. So, I mean, him and Jaron Jackson Jr. Are I have him. On, I have him on my fantasy team. He's He gives me lots of points. Yeah. I like watching both of them play, and they play well together. Oh, yeah. A young core. Very, I mean, that that shows hope for Memphis. There's two young players that are actually. Because, yeah, good. Memphis has been known to be really, really bad at that kind of stuff, you know? All sorts of other NBA teams that are known for being bad. The Knicks recently, the Kings. Did you see the report? The Hornets. Or the statement that Lamar Jackson Pistons. or Lamar Ball said? What did he say? He wants all three of his sons to play for the Knicks at the same time, and he thinks it's a very good possibility in the next three years. Oh, my gosh. Okay, bang, bang. What what team? Like, because they've seen, teams have now seen how Lamar can be the way that he was with Lonzo last year at the Lakers. He's cooled down with the Pelicans. But I wonder how much... That hurts his son's draft stock. Especially LaMelo. That's going to be an interesting situation anyway. Yeah. Um, LiAngelo, that's the middle one, right? Uh, yeah, I that so. sounds about right. Um, I don't know. I never thought he was as good of a basketball player as the other two anyway. He's not. But after, dropping out, of UC- after dropping out of UCLA and going overseas – you wonder if he's going to be able to make it back to the NBA or not. I don't, I don't think he will. But we hope the best for him. You know, we hope oh, the yeah. best for I everybody. Mean, yeah. but. So there's a little basketball for you. Let's go into college basketball. I mean, January. College, college fighting. <laughs> yeah, college boxing, college wrestling. It's more like wrestling. Um, Was it yesterday? Or was it two days ago? Two days ago. Two days ago, January 21st. 21st. My sister's birthday. Uh, Kansas, number three Kansas, played unranked Kansas State. Kansas was uh, up 81 to 59 with eight seconds left in the second. And who, let's see, um, Kansas State player stole the ball and went for a dunk and got denied. And then there was a big brawl. Well, so what happened was the Kansas State player or the Kansas player blocked the dunk. Mm-hmm. They were like stepping all over. Um, him. and then decided to stare him down and stand over. Him. Yeah, here's let's let's watch the video. And that'll do it. This version gets batted. And a block you guys are crazy. And DeSosa blocks it, and now the bench is empty. Just unnecessary. Yep. That's not good. This is a this punch is call. Bad. This is bad. This is no. See, but I don't even think it was the block. I think if he just would have blocked it, it would have been fine. It was the stare down and the step over. Yeah, and as you can see, at 26 seconds in the YouTube video, a Kansas player picks up a chair and tries to throw it at the guy, but he well, didn't throw it. He dropped it. But he was suspended indefinitely from Kansas by Kansas. They suspended him. Who picked up the chair? Mm-hmm. But he didn't hit him. But... And the coach came out with a statement and said that that is an action that should not be part of basketball and that they do not want as part of Kansas. Mm. I mean, I get I that. I kind of understand it because yeah. that, that, the second that fight happened, that's what went all over the news. Oh, and yeah. Like Twitter and all. For sure. Um, four players received suspensions. Um, I think it was a total of like 50-something games. Yep. All of them added up that they lost. That's kind of interesting. All right, so let's watch the rest of this. Oh, no good. 
Oh, this is terrible. There are going to be ramifications for this going forward. And it's just... That's just... You hate to see this as part of basketball. Oh, Like, yeah. you, let, you let your emotions out, that kind of stuff, but... Yeah. When you're picking up a chair to throw it at people and that kind of stuff... Yeah. Going out full fighting, like, that's for the streets. Yep. All right. So, that was the sports segment. Now sports. into our very own, very own, very own. Very specific. Yeah, I guess it is it's very our specific. Own. Yeah, it is our own. Florida Man, USA. Got some Florida Man stories for us. I got some for us. So, the first one is, let's see which one. So, this is from Poland. So, we're going Florida Man International. Ooh. Florida Man International. Missing Polish farmer feared dead, believed to be eaten by pigs. Yeah. So, it says here, Polish investigators fear a pig farmer last seen on December 31st may have been devoured by his own livestock after a neighbor discovered bones on the property, reports say. That's creepy. Yeah. But, okay, so the farmer was in his 70s in a farm uh, about 260 miles west of Warsaw, Poland. Okay. So we don't know the exact date, but it's between December 31st and January 8th. The victim was eaten by pigs. So it's been it's been confirmed he was... Eaten by pigs. How do you confirm that? Oh, they is probably it, they probably is it just because they found the bones. Yeah. Or the like, body. Them, I guess. Oh my gosh! The body was almost entirely eaten, with just a few bones and skull fragments remaining. Good lord! Man, you need to control your pigs, dude. Imagine being devoured by pigs, and that's how you die. Wow, that would suck. All right, here's a uh, definitely a Florida man story, but from Georgia. Georgia middle school teacher faces deportation after allegedly molesting student. So, yeah. Did you just say a third grade teacher? Or did I make Georgia that middle school. Middle, middle school. school okay. Yeah. But so, I'm guessing she's Indian. Her name is Ruma Bairapika. She's 24, resident on the 16th. Um, let's see. That is disgusting. Uh, and the arrest warrants obtained by the outlet by Rafka, whatever, is accused of texting nude photos of herself and sending explicit messages to the teen. She also was accused of kissing and indecently touching him on school property. Wow. That's terrible. That's terrible. You, you just scarred that kid for life. And that, that school is kind of screwed now. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's do one more before we uh, head out of here. This is from January 14th. Speaking of Kansas, which we just talked about, Kansas man asked judge to let him engage in a sword fight with ex-wife. What did the judge say? That's what I want to know. We're going to be honest. That's all I'm caring about right now. What did the judge say? Gosh. Uh, okay. Obviously, this was declined. Let me read a little okay. bit of it. I mean, I figured, but. So Kansas man has requested that an Iowa judge grant him a trial by combat so he can engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife, 
and her attorney, so both of them. David Ostrom, 40, of Paola, Kansas, and his ex-wife, Bridget Ostrom, 38, of I- Harlan, Iowa, and her attorney, Matthew Hudson, dang, this is a lot of names, have destroyed him legally, according to a January 13th court filing in Des Moines. Um, wow. So, yeah. He asked Iowa. He asked the Iowa District Court to give him 12 weeks to find Katana and Wikazashi swords to for his requested battle for Carol Times Herald. Oh my gosh! Wow. Dang! Um, Imagine asking for a divorce and him asking to. I want to fight him with swords. To this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted (laughs) as a right in these United States. This is what the guy was trying to claim. Okay. He said it was used as recently as the 1818 in British court. Wow, a whole 200 in, years in ago. In British court, though. Oh, yeah, not even U.S. But hey, hey, props for the guy for at least asking. So this guy wants to fight his wife in Kansas. Wow. Alrighty, that is just lovely. All right, so thank you for listening to our second episode of the homonymous podcast hopefully next week we will get a guest on the show mr alex kane if everything goes to plan if not it will just be me and mr pulley once again alex any last thoughts thank you for listening and guess what go chiefs no go chiefs all right i understand i've already got the tattoo on my back thank you all for listening have a